Podge, we're back. Episode two. That was fucking awkward, wasn't it? it? Indeed, it was. <laughs> I hope it did. Maybe it did. It maybe. Maybe when we listen back to it, it won't feel as awkward or it won't sound as awkward as it felt. But to me, anyway, I don't know about you, but did, like, did that feel kind of... It was a little awkward, yeah. yeah bit of hard yeah, work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I wonder, is that why people don't do more of it? Because it's fucking difficult. Oh, big time, big time, yeah. I reckon it's not why we choose our own friends. Like We, we limit the amount of people that are exposed to our insanity or <laughs> our ideas. We kind of discriminate in a lot of ways fucking limit limit the amount of people that you have interactions with you kind of choose a circle of friends and then that's that you kind of stay within your the parameters then yeah we 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 isolate ourselves into our own little echo chambers from fucking baby infants junior yeah, infants yeah like. big time yeah, you have your yeah. little click and you know no outsiders welcome yeah yeah <laughs> thank you yeah, very much yeah. like. and I wonder I wonder much of it is you kind of People that look like you, or people that, or your parents, like, well, did they share the same values? You know, with my folks, it would have been kind of, you know, there'd be certain kids you just wouldn't be hanging around with because you know they wouldn't just mix with the family or kind of, you know, wouldn't share the same values or that kind of thing. It'd be, you know, where the good Catholics, then, or maybe not so much that 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 sort of thing, like no issue if they're foreign or anything like that but At, anymore no issue yeah. anymore <laughs> but back in the day i mean i i have a, i have a thought that religion generally was a way that you could trust people so if you bumped into somebody who wasn't from your area let's say somebody new visiting town a, a quote a quote unquote outsider mm. you don't know who they are you don't know anything about them but they turn around and they tell you that they're the same religion as you. Oh, you can yeah, kind of yeah. let your guard down a little and go, ah, okay, right, well, at least you have that yeah. kind of somewhat tangible thing. You've, you've, you've a hold on them. You don't need, so if they say that they're, I don't know, uh, uh, a Jew, for example, if they say they're a Jew and you're a Jew, you don't have to ask them, do they eat pork when you're going to eat a meal with them? Because yeah. you know that already. Now, I know that's a kind of real base example, but <laughs> you can extrapolate that to everything that that faith says, basically. Yeah, for you, sure. You have a handle on the person. Now, it doesn't mean they're perfect, but you're you're a lot closer to them in some respect. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Shared values and yeah. shared You kind of know what you're getting a little. Yeah. And I think that's why people ask, where are you really from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying. They're they're trying. They're trying to get a handle on you. Do, do you know, do you know that kind of way? Because to me, and I've, I've spoken about this a couple of times in the podcast and conversations and solos. But the idea is that there's a, a narrative whereby somebody asking uh, a, a foreign-looking person, say for want of a better term, where are you from, and they say Navan or Dublin or wherever it is, and then there's a follow-up question of you know where are you really from. Mm. And I remember uh, a mutual cousin of ours, Des, said that what they're asking isn't where you're from, it's why are you brown? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to agree with him on yeah, that, and yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I, I think I do agree with him on that. But I don't think they're asking why are you brown because they're racist. I don't think an actual racist will care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? You're from foreign land as far as an, a genuine racist is concerned. Mm. So when somebody asked that follow-up question... It's like asking what religion you are in the same context as I just mentioned there a minute ago. They're just trying to get a handle on you. They're just trying to 
what do we share here in common? Or, I, th- I think know, so, yeah. I think so. Are, are, we, are we friends or yeah. are we enemies? Yeah. Because yeah. if you say you're from somewhere that I know and I know it to be a reputable place, you know, we'll get off on a certain footing. But if you mention somebody somewhere else that I'm not as well familiar with, that I have a bad opinion of, mm. rightly or wrongly, you know, we're, we're off to a, a worse footing. Mm. So you're you're trying to uh, you're trying to ascertain what it is that you're dealing with here. Do you know what I mean? Is it a good guy? Is it a bad guy? Is it someone I can trust? Is it someone I can't trust? But an actual racist won't trust you full stop. Oh, you're from just the judged instantly. You're just, yeah, you're, just yeah. a, you're just a foreigner, and that's yeah. all that matters. <gasps> so there's no need for the follow-up question. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what did we start talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're on to race now. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be like us to veer into fucking dodgy territory, would it? <laughs> but but again, we're here. This is being recorded. Mm. This isn't fucking locker room talk. Do you know, it's not you know behind closed doors or whatever. It's for public consumption, and we're we more or less straight away delved into what might be considered kind of dodgy territory. But that's okay because I think the reason that we can do that is we're both comfortable enough with our own minds and inside our own skins because the the biggest the biggest objection I get to coming on is people being afraid that they'll say something mm, that mm. they think <laughs> <laughs> don't do that do you know what I, do, but yeah. do you know what I mean like, yeah, I yeah. don't think people are afraid of saying something completely random that they've never thought before yeah. what they're afraid of is their little bit of racism slipping out. Yeah, yeah. They're afraid of their little bit of sexism slipping Mm. out or homophobia. Mm. Now, I'm not racist, sexist, sexist or homophobic, so I'm a lot more comfortable in talking about these things and I've made my peace with the elements of racism and sexism and homophobia that I do have. Yeah, yeah. That I'm, I'm willing to expose them in an effort to Red overcome them. them. Yeah, but yeah. But I've put a lot of thought into these things mm. and I think people who haven't are just flat out terrified of coming across as being a racist or a sexist or, for sure, or whatever for it is. Sure. Yeah, especially, I suppose, if you don't have any, you know, black friends or gay friends or you're probably that bit more sensitive or paranoid as well. Like, fucking, I suppose, of plenty of gay friends and black friends and some gay black friends. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones to watch. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, completely comfortable talk with them so it's you know kind of i think exposure is a great thing kind of um a lot of the ideas that might be in your head or uh, maybe changed but just through exposure how many people are racist until they have i love you the thing you always say you know the kind of stereotypical Irish racist that works with, a, you know, a Polish lad and work, but, oh, but Pavel is fine, like, I know Pavel, but all the other Polish, you know, jeez. <laughs> uh, They're on, that whole entire country is no good. Like. Yeah, 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 but once you're exposed to somebody, you kind of, you change your, you change your opinion fairly lively. Yeah, very much so. It, it's funny because you were saying there about you having kind of black and gay friends or whatever else. I don't. I, I know a couple of gay guys, yeah. but I mean they're not. They're certainly not in my circle. I don't. Mm. I'm not texting them. I don't meet up with them. Not that I fucking could these days at lockdown. Yeah, but yeah. but you know what I mean. They're not really in my circle. Um, like a mate of mine owns a restaurant in Navin. You, you probably know him, and uh, he's he's an openly gay man. Has been forever. I know him <laughs> since we were in our early teens, 
and uh, like he, he's he's a mate and I go what's the crack brother every time I see him and I love him and I wish him all the best and I think fucking fair play to him and his partner and all the rest of us you know 100% behind him and all the rest but we're not mates mates yeah he's yeah. never been in my house I've never been in his yes do you know that kind of way <laughs> um, but exposure is, is is key to it because if I didn't know him say or the other couple of guys that I happen to know are gay if I didn't know that they were gay or didn't know any gay people like, what are you to base your assumptions on? Mm. Because in Ireland, at least, in good old Catholic Ireland, you're raised to be homophobic. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, gay, yeah. like whatever about these days, I can't speak for what's been taught in schools now, but I was brought up as a Catholic and part of Catholicism, as far as I was concerned, was that gay people didn't get into heaven mm, mm, because mm. gay people weren't. No, she couldn't get married. Or, or, yeah, sure, yeah. it was fucking illegal until 1993. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. Was Oscar Wilde in prison for being gay. Yet. <laughs> fucking boggles the fucking mind, like Man. illegal until 1993. Yeah, yeah. What? But it's it's mad though because we we seem to think that we live. Or there's a lot of people that either seem to think we live in it or would want to live in a post-prejudice world. And I'm all for that. But to think that Ireland could be completely rid of its homophobia when it was illegal in, as recently as 1993 is just... Ridiculous. 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 Well, you, you don't... You, I, fundamentally, I don't think you want to try to eradicate... It sounds maybe wrong, but I mean... That's to be human, being able to choose what you what you do. That's what it means to be human, even if that means choosing to be an asshole. That, that's your choice. Like that's trying to bring a utopia on Earth where there's going to be no racism, no homophobia, no nothing bad is nonsense. Like you can't. That's not the world. That's not the world I want to live in. Um, Maybe that's, for me, that's just realistic. That's realism. But I know to a lot of people that might sound like fucking bigoted or backward or fucking just a stupid way of thinking. But fundamentally, I think that's that's the, that's the human experience has been able to choose between what you what you consider right and wrong. And that's your, your freedom as a human is to, to, to have that choice. Yeah, um, yeah. What you're reminding me of is... Um the idea of heaven. So I remember as a kid uh, thinking about heaven and knowing that my heaven wouldn't be your heaven. Yes, yes. Do you know kind of way? And utopia, if, if you just replace heaven with utopia, which mm. is... The, heaven on earth, same thing. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. but my heaven on earth isn't your heaven on course, earth. Of course, of course. So you might have an idea of a utopia in your head but it's not necessarily everybody else's. And it's not that it's not even necessarily, it's highly unlikely that it's anybody else's. Never mind everybody mm, else. Even your own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it comes to fruition, though, it's well, very often fixed. the thing you're striving for as soon as you get it, you're kind of bored of it or you want something else then. That's just human nature. Like, we, we want what we don't have. As soon as you have it, it's kind of lost a lot of its appeal. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm always very sceptical of, People are super pushing towards utopia. I think it's I think it's just flawed, fundamentally flawed. Uh, I don't know. You push towards it, but realize that you're never going to get there. Maybe might be a a better attitude to take. Yeah, Uh, because I'm all I'm all for pushing. Like this whole podcast. Part of the reason you're sitting there and I'm sitting here is to push 
both ourselves on first and foremost mm. and by default anybody who's fucking who decides to listen yeah. do you know that kind of way so I'm all for pushing forward but you know step by step mm. I think mm. people want to get to Z without going through A, B and C yeah. do you know yeah, that kind of way sure. and if you could maybe it'd be a good thing but I don't know I think things that things that kind of happen over time are always better than Something things that forced. are tried forced or yeah. made immediate like, yeah. you know? I think there's always a, when you push in one direction there's always a, a, an opposition then so the, the harder you push against something you're going to get you're, there's going to, you can see it in the states especially the last few years where you have the, the maybe left wing ideologies becoming more and more uh, not mainstream but more and more public and more and more amplified through the internet you see the pushback then from the kind of radical right wing. So, I mean, that's just always going to happen. The more more an area or a group of people push in one direction, there's going to be a group of people that want to push in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, so yeah, of course. It's the it's the dialogue between it's the it's the the conversations that that happen along the way. I think that's what's important. That's where we live. It's that space between between people. It's, that's the connections between us are more important than than anything else really yeah yeah no absolutely and i think what's what happens with polarization in general whether it's you've got you know i don't know a a gay guy and a homophobe or a a black guy and a white supremacist or or whatever it it doesn't matter when you have two kind of opposing forces if they're not communing with each other there's no middle ground there's Mm. just what's over on the far right and what's over on the far left and there's there is no middle ground because those sides aren't talking. Yeah, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. And yes, that's how both sides are feeling about it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's 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 fucking fascinating. And what I love about talking like this is we're not talking about, we're not talking about race or homosexuality no, or no, any of those no. things. It's 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 more fundamental. It's more deeper. And I'm only said it on the podcast the other day. I'm. I've uh, threatened the world with writing a book and uh, the idea of it is it's basically just to put my worldview on paper so awesome, that I can yeah. fucking see it and this is part of it and what I might do um, is pick a chapter so let's say one of the chapters would be education and what I'd love to do is sit down with someone like yourself and we'll do education mm-hmm. another chapter is governance so politics basically and we talk about that but the idea is that at the end of it my own thoughts on each chapter are clearer and that makes me hone it in hone yeah. the whole thing together so that I can put my fucking worldview on the table and go there it is, there it is. that's yeah. it I know it yeah. fucking cover to cover yeah, yeah. as opposed to what I'm like now which is I have all the information but it's fucking scattered everywhere it's mm, not mm. you actually put me on to this it's not information yeah yeah, yeah I have yeah. all the information but it's not in it's- Formation. My time. fucking head is wedged with so much data. It's incredible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's of no use to me. Yeah, yeah. And look, and I think there's a certain amount is always going to be like that. I love looking, kind of retrospectively looking back. Um, just what you're talking about there reminded me of, say, Rogan talking about his podcast and that. Oh, if you want to know what I'm about. Well, there's about twenty thousand hours of audio that I you can that. look back on. Like, never mind these two minute articles written about me. Um, but yeah, you can see how someone in real time, like you, you can see how people's ideas change or don't change. Or yes, do you know, I think there's even the most 
well put together person there's always room for improvement i suppose that's that's part of the experience too there's 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 always ways of improving or ways of going back with one step forward and maybe a few to the side a few back so it's um yeah it's it's I think my worldview changes all the time, like depending on what I'm kind of putting into, what input I'm taking in. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how what. It's funny the inputs, like, and by inputs I mean everything you kind of see, hear, taste, like everything that's kind of coming into the body. <clears throat> how it affects you. Um, Adon, uh, my brother out in Qatar, he, uh, what was he saying to me? I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, it was running tracks. He's getting into running recently. Cool. And uh, I sent him on a couple of tunes that I would run to. They're, they're running tunes, and mostly it's fucking da 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 da, you know, <laughs> yeah. running through walls kind of stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. And uh, he was like, "Ah, oh, fucking Delhi, nice one for the selection. Here's a few of uh, the ones that I'm listening to." And I was like, "Ah, oh, fucking Delhi, happy days, class." And I say, I said, uh, "Do you listen to much Eminem?" I'd listen to a good bit of Eminem when I'm running, and he was like, "No, I, I've actually stopped listening to Eminem because uh, I found that he makes me angry." <laughs> Believe it or not, but it's—I never fucking cop that. My fucking M and M consumption has fallen through the fucking no floor way. since he said that. Yeah. Because I've caught myself a couple of times in the fucking car. And, like you're listening to a man fucking screaming and shouting about how he wants to decapitate his wife. And but it's funny. It's not until he said that that I, that, that ever even dawned on me yeah, that that yeah, could be the case. Yeah, I, yeah. Music's so powerful like that. I find rhyme, especially rap, uh, rhymes just stick in your brain. Like you'd be humming away to a tune without even realizing you're doing it. Like, it's it's uh, mad, though, isn't that's it? Amazing. Yeah, you can yeah. replace Eminem music there for. Everything, basically. Ah, yeah, the books yeah. you read, the fucking the news you watch, the the articles you read, it's all, it's all feeding into mm, into mm, you, like you mm, like in a way. Definitely. And if you become lopsided, if you become f- more bitterness, anger, and hate than love, joy, and happiness, say you're going to gravitate to Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like like Eminem, like I loved Eminem, I still do, um, but. Throughout my teens, through my formative years, say he would have been a cornerstone of that, yeah, yeah. and that might necessarily be all that much of a good thing. Do you know, kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was a great thing in in many ways, but you have to kind of. I, I put it this way: I wish Aidan had said that to me fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, maybe yeah. I wouldn't be as fucking quick to put my fist through a wall <laughs> as a fucking thirty-seven-year-old adult. Like, do you know, kind of way. Eminem made me do it. I swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lad, we're just showing you 20 minutes. I'm going to cut it there and we'll fucking do the next one. Happy days.